0: Welcome to Space to Face, a podcast where we encourage you to build the online and offline presence of your brand. Whether your strength is online or in person, we believe there's business magic to be made in the blending of both.
1: This is a podcast for passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bridge the gap between their online space and meeting face to face. I'm Paige Poppy.
0: And I'm Asia Carson.
1: Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Hi! <laughs> okay, guys. Before we jump into the episode, this is a very exciting, momentous <laughs> day for us <laughs> because this is the one year anniversary of Asia and I meeting. So yes. the one year anniversary of our friendship, which is crazy.
0: Be friendversary Paige.
1: Thank you so
0: much. I can't believe it's been, I mean, I can't believe it's been a year and then I can't believe it's been only a year.
1: I know. You know? I know. And then it's quite funny that yesterday – quite funny – that yesterday was our – or not yesterday, excuse me. And then it's quite funny that last week was our Importance of Creative Friendships episode. Maybe we should have filmed or recorded that um, – This week. This week. But uh, it's kind of perfect because last week you guys learned a little bit more about the relationship of Asia and I meeting and everything. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, at one year.
0: Here we- I can't believe it. I, like – so many amazing things we've done in this first year together. I am just so excited for what is to come. <laughs> I'm actually kind of happy that we didn't record on the friendversary because I feel like it would have just been such a gnarly love fest. It would
1: have been I'd be just... like crying. Yeah. No, that was so funny you you're so excited cause it's like, oh, I'm so excited. It's so fun. Cute.
0: We need to celebrate. If we were in the same state right now, we'd totally be going on a date tonight. It would be so fun. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We'll have to celebrate when – you come in January, when I come in January, whoever is going wherever. Yes, I this love is it. it. I love it. It's going to be so fun. Okay, but today, this is kind of still related to us a little bit. We're talking about blurring the line between personal and professional, which Paige and I do on a daily basis with each other. And yeah. with Like, everybody we come in contact with, really.
1: And we didn't even really have this episode topic super planned out, but it's something that has been popping up a bit more for me in my Mm -hmm. life, especially building new relationships here in Arizona. So Asia and I started having a conversation about this yesterday very naturally, and we Mm -hmm. thought... This is a podcast episode.
0: Yes, we definitely need to be talking to people about this because it's some one of those things where if you're not intentional with the way that you are treating people that you are professionally personal with, then things can kind of get a little bit out of hand, I think in one way or the other. So, especially if you guys are really like killing the business game and you're striving to give like the best to your clients and to people that you're doing business with, which should always be your goal, you're going to become closer and closer with them because you're going to be spending more time with them, et cetera, so this happens with me when I photograph people over and over again. I have repeat clients and that the reason that I have those repeat clients because I did so great the first time that they want to come back to me. This happens with Paige when she works with vendors um, who want to have her back continuously and it happens with both of us with other business owners that we're collaborating with and once this happens and you're spending more and more time with people, it's just natural that the lines between personal and professional are going to blur a little bit.
1: And so much of what Asia and I talk about is. Is becoming a personal brand and building those relationships with people, you know, being a spacer or being a facer because you can build relationships both online or in person. But so much of what we talk about is building that relationship with our clients. But it's good for us to remember, you know, OK, I'm not BFF with this person yet going to tell them some crazy thing I did. Yes. Last right. weekend or get really, really personal or something Um Definitely the friendship can evolve, but we will get into all of that today because we're going to talk about just to remember a few things that occur when you blend personal and professional. Yes,
0: yes. And especially if you are spending a ton of time with people, like if you have one project with someone and you're spending hours and hours with them every day, then it can feel like, oh, like I really know this person. I can share a bunch of things with them. Um, And that's like pretty natural. But there are some few things to remember when that happens.
1: Oh my gosh. I just got (laughs) a, I got a tweet. 20 minutes ago, hello, I'm Rebecca and I'm addicted to podcasts. Hashtag space to face. Hashtag make it happen. Our (gasps) two favorite people. That's amazing. I love that
0: so much. We love both of those podcasts, obviously. We need to have like a make it happen space to face collab. That's happening. Sorry,
1: guys. We just got really distracted because (laughs) our friend Jen Carrington launched a new website yesterday. So we were toggling over it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a good example though of professional and personal because I started working with her several months ago. She was my creative coach and now I definitely feel like she's a friend of mine. And that is a relationship that we built online. Um, And so we have done a very good job of blurring professional and personal in an appropriate way. And her new website is killer. You guys should totally, totally go check it out. There'll be a link to it in the show notes.
1: This comes up all the time uh despite phoenix being a large city it is a small place once Mm -hmm. you get down to you have to think it's not just the whole population of phoenix it's the creative community in phoenix which is very intermingled more than other industries because creative people just naturally are collaborative and talkative and want to be friends so it just happens that way Mm -hmm. so the first point we want to make is that everyone knows someone yes so uh,
0: everyone knows someone or everyone is someone
1: Totally. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: Totally. So this encourages me to do a couple of things. One of them is I'm not going to like ever talk bad about someone
0: mm-hmm, in front mm-hmm. of someone
1: else because, like, for example, I was getting coffee with my friend the other day and I didn't say anything bad, but I said, oh, are you excited for so-and-so's new project? I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see what it is. I have no idea. And then she goes, oh my gosh speaking of so-and-so I just got a text from her <laughs> I had no idea that they were friends on a right. on a text message basis so right what if I would have been rude or something not that yeah. I not that I would have said this or had the intention to at all but what if I just said oh my gosh um do you know what so-and-so's project is I'm I mean come on I can't yeah. believe she got this opportunity or whatever yeah, you know absolutely. what if I mean, would have said something like that and she looked at me and <laughs> then she goes I just got a text from her.
0: <laughs> right. And who knows if she would have even said anything if you had something like that. You know what I mean? She could have been like, yeah, totally. And then who knows, you know, how that would go. And it's such like a, it's a something that we like feel like we should be learning from high school. But as we like get older, it's something that we like feel like we should be learning from high school. Like obviously don't gossip about people, but we have opinions and it's okay that we share them with like friends. Like, oh, I didn't really like that new project she came out with. But when you have these relationships that are personal, professional, you just don't say those things ever. You like what everybody's doing. You love it all. (laughs) Everything is so amazing. No. Just tell. (laughs)
1: your boyfriend or your best friend or in our case, me and Asia talk about a lot of different things. Yes. But there's a certain level of trust here. Yes,
0: (laughs) definitely. Yeah, you don't know who knows other people and you always want to come across – you never want to come across as somebody who's talking poorly about someone else. And that's just how you should be striving really to just live your life. You don't want to be a kind of person that says that kind of stuff anyway. And people – there was a study once. I think I maybe read it in a class. I don't really quite recall. but. The way that you talk about other people is the way that people see you. So if I was like, ugh, Paige is so blah, blah, blah. like, what can Like what could I even say about you? I can't even make anything <laughs> up. Um, Paige is so – I can't say anything. Oh, my God. Boring. Paige is so boring. Blah, blah, blah. Then people would actually look at me as if I am boring. Isn't that so interesting? That's fascinating. Yeah. And so you never want to be out there in the professional world talking about that, just like you wouldn't want to do that in a close-knit – close um, – how do you say that? Close-knit? Yeah, group of friends. Yeah, I close did. group yeah. of friends. You wouldn't want to do that either because you know everybody's talking to everybody, and that's how it is in the creative community. Totally, and and in slow, the, the community is super small, and so all the business owners know each other, have worked with each other, etc. And so I would never say anything poor about another business owner, and because we really want to be like encouraging collaboration and building up this community and saying something bad about somebody is not doing that. Um, So even if it's local or online, you never wanna be saying something bad about somebody else because not only could they tell them, but it's just kind of putting a damper on the industry in in general.
1: Yeah, and no one wants it to be that way. Especially because we have to, I feel like small business owners have to work hard enough as it is to gain the respect of their peers in their community, or, you know, people want to encourage others to buy handmade and mm-hmm. buy things that are, have a lot of care and a lot of craft rather than a big box store, all of those kind of things. It's important to just shine the most positive light on that as possible.
0: Yes, with everyone. So also, not just... <laughs> not just hoping that that person isn't friends with that person or whatever, but that person could be that person. So when I was in college, I think my first couple years, my cheer coach also coached the high school team and I didn't know this. And I was watching the routine and they did something that I thought was a little weird and I said it and I was like, oh, that's so weird how they like clapped twice right there or whatever. And my coach was like, I choreographed that routine. And I was like, oh, uh," and I felt so awkward and so bad. And I literally, I remember this moment so clearly because still I'm friends with my coach and I'm like, I will never say anything again. Also, it was such an offhanded comment because it wasn't even a weird like move. Like it was a normal move and it looked cool. And I think I was just being a total hater. And I really learned to like watch what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know why I said it anyway. And I felt so bad. So like, not even just she could have been friends with the other coach, but she could be the other coach. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. So Wait, that's
1: That's very applicable to the creative community too. Because for example, there might be a business owner who owns more than one business. And I yes. have no idea. This happened to me the other day because I was contacted through like a separate email address from a separate company. And I thought I was kind of like dealing with this outside person mm-hmm. and come to find out they were an employee of a larger business that I was also working with mm. and the owner of that business also owned this small business. Yes. So very interesting. I had no idea it was under the same umbrella of people. Right, right. So you never know. So come to find out, probably like every email I was sending to this this other company was probably being read by the other company too. Yes, so it's yes. like, okay, keep it all in check. hmm Just mm-hmm. just treat everyone. With the same level of stuff.
0: Yes. It's also another good case for being authentic because you don't want to come across one way with somebody and another way with somebody else if they're the same people. Um, so it's a it's a really good cause for finding out like who you are, how you speak to people, and really sticking to that.
1: So along the lines of everyone knows someone, another point that comes up in this is kind of that you end up just needing to be on top of your game at all times and just mm-hmm. be a more professional person overall. So, for example, one one thing that's come up for me this week, for example, is someone I hired. So I am the client of someone ended mm-hmm. up also becoming my client. I've been doing custom artwork for them. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Asia, I talk about this. It happens all the time, all the time. you know, mm-hmm. but um, I had I made a mistake. I overslept through one of my appointments that I had with her. And I was really apologetic. I had to reschedule. It was a rare thing for me because I really don't sleep in anymore. Yeah. I've really learned not to. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's been a a hard change since college, but I'm getting there. But, you know, it was a total accident. But I realized at that point, you know, at this point, I'm not just being – This isn't just reflecting me as a client, but it's reflecting me as a business owner now.
0: Right, right. So she
1: might think, okay, well, when I hire Paige, maybe I don't want to hire her because how do I know she's going to show up on time or she's going to remember that we had an appointment at all? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. basically, this makes you just rise to the occasion and be more professional overall. So even Mm -hmm. though I'm really building a friendship with this person, I still want to not let my guard down and just be late or... Not care. It just really makes me become more professional in all of my relationships, even if I am really close to them.
0: Yeah, and there's and it's not like more for prof- more professional doesn't translate to like stoic or cold or impersonal. It just means like more respectful, like above and beyond respectful of that person's time or of that person's business, et cetera, which isn't a bad trait to have in a friend anyway. And so it's like it's not we're not encouraging people to be inauthentic with their friends or with people who are friends and, and business partners or professional personal.
1: Yeah, no one is gonna hate on you for being more professional. That's always right. It's always accepted, and I will. I will be the first person to say too. I really, really value professionalism like mm-hmm. so much that I just like it a lot. So right, I always right. think if you can, if you can choose one way, I would always say err on the side of more, yes. more professional.
0: Like when in doubt. Definitely treating the relationship professional is the way to go. And of course, like when you're friends with someone, you feel like you have a little bit of leeway and maybe they will be more understanding, but it's not something to take for granted. So it's like, oh, it's totally fine that I'm 15 minutes late because she's my friend and she'll like totally understand because it is her business still. And so it's not okay. And that could reflect poorly on your friendship. So
1: and definitely, that's a good point. Like, I have noticed the closer to you I get, the little bit more I get lax in things. So this morning, we had a set time to record the podcast, and I'm still kind of, like, drinking the coffee, like, finishing my last bite of breakfast. And then I had to, you know, change my clothes before I go work out. And it's like, I should have been a little bit more on top of it, had all of that done, you know. But you and I, we let our guard down a little bit, which mm-hmm. For me, I could care less what you, you know, if you need more time. But I
0: think that you handled it professionally by saying like, hey, if you need more time this morning, I know it's really early for you because since Paige is Arizona, she's an hour ahead, so it's a little bit earlier for me. But I think that was like a professional way to say it, being like, hey, if you need a little bit more time, that's okay. Not just like, hey, I'm going to be late and that's how it is. Okay. Thanks for understanding, you know? So um, giving a little bit of like a professional heads up was totally appropriate. But I think that we're the same way. But that's a really good point to bring up in that we have like solidly crossed. The line into friendship, yeah. and that doesn't that that has been like stated, understood, etc. But when you're when you're working with someone a lot, and you just like feel like you're more friends, and you're talking more friendly, that doesn't mean that the friendship is above the professional relationship. So until that happens and is like stated and understood, that you need to err on the side of professionalism for sure.
1: Yeah, you and I, it's like <laughs> we're not done. even showing up. We've crossed that line. What's not showing up?
0: <laughs> Page will be fine
1: I would still never not show up somewhere to see you That would be
0: quite poor That would be so sad Completely sad No But being close to someone is not an excuse to treat them poorly It is not an excuse to not show up on time or whatever You never treat me poorly That would be really sad <laughs> Hopefully I never treat you poorly No, no I should have jumped in You don't either <laughs> That was me like fishing for a reassurance
1: <laughs> Please tell me I don't treat you poorly <laughs> So while we were talking about this, another thought popped into my head of professional versus personal, and it is not so much about the relationship, well, it kind of is, but it's also about pricing. I know that's a huge thing I see in Facebook groups. Um, I think it's becoming less popular, but everyone said, what do I do when my friends and family ask me for a discount, or should I feel like I need to offer a discount for my friends and Mm -hmm. whatnot? And so it kind Mm -hmm. of is like... What I want to say is that Asia and I really encourage making your clients just become your friends a little bit. Mm -hmm. It just seems to happen that way naturally. So if you're doing that well and all of your clients become your friends at that point, then what are you going to do? Like discount all of your services? That doesn't make sense.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought this point up because I feel so strongly about this because this happens a lot with my personal trainer. She works a lot one-on-one with clients and she's been working with them, let's say for a year. And she's like, I really want to, I'm going to raise my prices, but I don't want to raise them for my current clients. And I'm like, now, all of your clients right now are your current clients and they all feel like your friends because you're doing such a good job and you've been working with them for so long. They want to keep coming back to you and so you feel like they're your friends. But first and foremost, they are your clients. And so when you're making business decisions with pricing, you have to have that apply to everybody. Or you know, it could not be if you're getting an influx of new clients. You're like, now with a new client pricing, it's like this. But if you're telling yourself, all the people who feel like friends with me, I'm going to give a discount to and all of your clients feel like your friends, then 100% of your clients you're discounting, just like you're saying.
1: That's interesting that you bring that up because Mallory raised her prices right after I moved out of California. And so okay. I, was, I was no longer her client for in-person training. Mm-hmm. And she had said to me, hey, do you think if I raise it this much? Is that fine? Are people going to freak out? And as her friend and someone who valued her a lot, I was happy to hear that she was charging more. And I said, yes. I would willingly pay you this much more per session. Because yes. I want to see you do well and I want to see you be doing even better as a business owner so I was happy to pay it so it's not even like your friends are going to get mad about it like the people who are your friends are probably going to be the most willing to pay for it Mm -hmm. so that's even a better reason to charge what you're worth because Mm -hmm. the people who don't know you as well they're going to be a little bit more like bummed out but the people who really feel close to you and value you they're going to be excited about it
0: Totally. And Paige and I have done this with each other a lot. So when we did um, Paige's graduation shoot, I was like, oh, we can just do it for free. Because I just like, whatever. And Paige was like, no. <laughs> uh, I'm man. definitely paying you. This is like a graduation shoot. This isn't just like a fun. Blah, blah, blah. And the same thing goes when I purchase art from Paige. Like, I'm like, I'm definitely paying you for that. So that's a big fat duh. And sometimes I like doing it when you don't even know. And I just like buy it off of your website. Oh, it's whatever.
1: so funny. You should just buy stuff or she'll Venmo me out of the blue. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is money I didn't know I would have.
0: But I think it just like shows like so much respect, you know, with that. Like I really respect your business and I respect what you're doing and I respect your pricing. And there's even been times, I remember one time I met with this girl who was a videographer and really jived with her. And I felt it was our first meeting, but I feel like we could totally be friends. And she told me how much her video stuff was. And it was like way over my budget. And she was like, I could give you a discount. And I was like, I don't want you to, because I respect your business. And I think that like, you are definitely charging what you're worth. That is so worth it at this time for me. I won't be able to afford that. Um, But I I wanted to like express to her that like, you don't have to give someone a discount because you like them, because you're going to like so many of your clients. And then let's say that.
1: and You're probably finding the right clients if you like them
0: all. Right. Very, very good point. My
1: client <laughs> yesterday, I painted in her house, and we become such good friends. It's, like, it's
0: awesome. I'm like, this yeah. is great.
1: I want to hang out with you for five hours while I paint, you know?
0: Right. And that just makes, like, your work so much more enjoyable. But – if you're, if you're giving, let's say, like, your bestest friends and you're giving them all discounts, they're going to be telling other people, like, oh, yeah, she's, like, super cheap or, like, blah, 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 And then that gets a little awkward when other people are coming to you and you're like, oh, well, like, you're not, like, that good of a friend to me, so I'm going to charge you full. And it's really hard to discern between people. So something huge that I've done with this that makes me feel really, like, good about this decision um, is that I charge everyone the same, but then I give extra benefit to people who I really like or whatever. And I have this, like, subjective, ability to like quote unquote discount people um, if I feel like we're closer friends. So for example, my fifth grade teacher, I just photographed his um, his daughter, her senior photos and they're so beautiful, but I charged full price and then I gave them a couple extra digital images because I was like, this is a way for me to throw in something extra for you, but not discounting my services in a way that would um, make me look like I'm either less professional or for you to go tell somebody, oh, she'll probably throw in a discount because you know me. Um, and then and And I do this with friends as well who I take their family photos. I'll throw in a couple prints for free. Um, So it's a really nice way for me to feel like I'm gifting them something without compromising my business.
1: Well, that's just an important lesson in general is that you are not discounting yourself. You're just adding value. Mm -hmm. Um, I took an Etsy course by Danielle of the Meriwether Council and I'm in the Facebook group for it. Um, Side note, like Etsy is not my primary way of selling my creations but I like to have it on the side for the search engine traffic just a side note but in the Facebook group this comes up a lot and it's something that Danielle talks about all the time it's really applicable to selling goods too because a lot of times if you say hey you know 25% off my store today what she really preaches is like that could be someone's first purchase from you and so they have it in their mindset that their first purchase from you is a 75% of Mm -hmm. what that item is worth so she really encourages to say hey instead of discounting it just add some value so for example um, my friend kim of daisy faye designs you would love this asia she had a promotion for a while that when you bought a scarf you also got a five dollar starbucks gift card with the package yes that's awesome because she's adding value, but not. Yes. Sub, she's not saying, hey, $5 off all of my scarves, because then you're giving people the impression that your scarves are only worth $25 instead right. of 30
0: And then if somebody misses the sale, they're like, wait a minute. I paid $30 for this scarf, and you paid 25 and that makes sense. Oh, and so.
1: then you would just, like, think about when I buy stuff from big retailers, I would just wait again until it yes. was on sale.
0: Yes, this always happens. So that was a
1: side note, but it's really the same thing. Just you're Mm -hmm. adding value rather than saying, oh, it's, you know, $100 instead of $200.
0: Right. And you don't need to feel bad about doing this with friends. blah, blah, Blah. There's one, there's a difference between a set period of time where you're building a portfolio, which is huge as a photographer, as hairstylist. Um, or someone who just needs to like practice what they're doing. But then there's a point where you have to be honest with yourself about when you're just giving stuff away for free and when you're done practicing or building a portfolio, et cetera. You don't need to feel bad about that. You are trying to run a business. If you went to your friend's business and let's say that they work at Apple and you're like, how about you just give me the Apple computer for 50% off? Like That's not a thing. Um, And that's not how it works for, for small businesses either. Even more so because we have less flexibility in what we can charge. This is my living so my friends wouldn't be like, well, really? You need to make that much off of it? And it's like, yeah, I do need to make that much off of it. You were saying like your friends are going to be the one who respect your work as well as like respect your business. And so it's okay. And then it's awesome for you to be able to gift them something without them having asked for it, which is even more awesome for them.
1: And it just makes you look more professional overall to be very much – in the role of, hey, I'm running a business here. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen, and that's going to make you look ten times more professional than if you were like, yeah,
0: pal, here you go. Yeah, totally. And then that's what your friends are going to be telling their friends, etc. Because just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean that you're gonna that they're going to highly recommend you just because like automatically. Like, I meet somebody on the street; they're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, Asia is the best photographer in the world just because they know me. So. I want to definitely impress my professionalism, et cetera, on all of my friends so that they feel super comfortable and super like authentic when they are telling other people like, she is so great, et cetera. And people value the work that you do for them based, not based on how much they pay, but kind of. And we've talked about this a little bit before. Like if I get a discount on something, I definitely appreciate it less. Like that is just how it goes. If I get something for free, I put less work into it or I don't appreciate it as much and like. That is just psychology that we all have to kind of admit. And so if you're doing something for your friends, they're not going to appreciate as much if they don't have to put something into it. This I learned when I went on a mission trip to Guatemala and we were installing stoves. And we had every family pay like $10 for the stove, which for them was a lot but not like too much. We weren't like charging exuberant amounts or anything, but it was just so they felt some ownership over it. So it wasn't like we just like put a stove in their house. And that really taught me a lesson because we didn't need to take that from them. We were trying to do something good for them, but we were doing them a favor by making sure that they paid money down for it so they felt ownership over it. And so that's something really huge to learn that your friends need to feel that way as well because just because they're your friends doesn't mean they're appreciating what you're doing for them.
1: Mm, what a valuable lesson. It kind of reminds me of getting an allowance as a kid.
0: Yes. So true. And having to earn it. It's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, your parents are just handing you dollars. You know, you really do. I So your your friends have to earn your work. <laughs> but there is something still to be said. Like I want to bring up again about like building the portfolio, etc. Like I photographed all my friends. Like Oh my I gosh.
1: Started. I did. It's the same thing for artists too. I did so much just – and maybe, maybe I didn't do as much free work for my friends. Like yeah, I would do more gifts and stuff. I would do more hand-painted gifts yes. so I could yes. add that to my portfolio. Right. But definitely a lot of the collaborations I did – which just the trade or I said, I contacted someone and said, hey, I really want to make this and I want to have my name be part of your business and create something for you. Like, I'll do it for free. Yes. Mm-hmm, and I'll mm-hmm. just send it to you.
0: Yeah. And that's such a huge thing to build exposure, et cetera. But it's, you have to be not let yourself like run away with that idea because then you're like building exposure your whole life. So, yeah, there has to be like a set amount of time while you're doing that or like you have a measurement of when like that is going to stop. And then, but me with like, I build portfolios in different ways. Like maybe if I want to start doing pa- fashion, then I would be able to offer that again. But I have to be aware that like I can't just give myself myself away for free all the time.
1: Yeah. And then I'll, fi- I would find that. Once you add new offerings, you just don't even go into that realm. Like, for example, I've been having so much fun the last couple of weeks doing paintings on walls yes. of people's residences and um, stores. My friend owns a boutique, and I paint in her stores. And so that's a new offering that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of my experience so far has led up to that, and I'm not going to start from scratch again and say I'll do no. it for free. I'm, You're so I'm right. over that point. And so um, – Yeah, definitely there's a certain point where you build a portfolio and you collaborate. I feel like for me, having started my business in college, as kind of as soon as I graduated and I was ready to commit my full time energy to this, that was the time where I said, "Okay, no more. Yeah, no No more. more collaboration. I don't think I was probably at the end of school either probably months before that, probably around the time I met you actually mm-hmm. when you were like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. when is when it started working or is when I started, you know, really valuing everything. But yeah, there's just a certain time where you go, okay.
0: Yeah. And like as much as like your clients or your friends would appreciate the work more, you do better work when you know that you're getting paid full for it, which oh, is- Oh
1: my God. That's a whole other conversation Seriously. in itself.
0: Seriously. And you want to be providing your friends- with the best. Okay. This is a good, te- we're not, we're not perfect. And we like, as much as we like talk big game, like this is still, um, something that like we struggle with or whatever. Every day. So, every day. Yes. And so like we are just, we're talking about like the intentions and the things that we remember, but it's just like if somebody is like trying to live, like I live a paleo lifestyle, but I definitely will be having Oreos in the next couple days because we make these like super cute Oreos. If I have shown you these? They're like Oreos and they have like, um, candy corn on the top of them and then a Whopper in the middle and they look like little turkeys. Have I ever shown them to you? Oh, my
1: gosh. My mom and I are going to make turkey cupcakes uh, oh. for Thanksgiving because we got a little kit that has little things <gasps> so you stick cute. in. So cute. We'll have yeah. to share them. Yes. Okay. So I'm
0: going to make those even though I live a paleo lifestyle. So I could preach all day about living paleo, but I will eat Oreos. Um Anyway, so my friends Mike and Haley are getting married in June. I adore them. I love them so much and I gave them a huge discount on the wedding photography. Actually what I ended up doing was saying I'm only going to work for just a couple hours and then I'm going to enjoy the rest of it. That was kind of their thing. So I wasn't like I was wasn't really giving them discount, but I was making my package kind of smaller for them. And then when they ended up writing me a check, they wrote it for the full amount and I was like, "No, no, no, we're doing" and they were like, no, like this is how much you would charge. And so this is how much we're going to do. And it was just like, made me so <laughs> happy. And it was like, so nice to them. And it was such a good reminder that like, I am worth that. And like that my friends respect and appreciate that. And then we had their engagement shoot the other day and I was just like, so full of love for them. And I feel like it was the best engagement shoot I've ever done. And I was like, this is so great. And if I would have done that for free, which I intended on doing, I might not have done it so amazing, but because they had shown me like, I really respect your work and I want to pay you for it. Um, It just made me like really appreciate and want to put like the most work into it. So on top of the fact that I just love them and adore them as people and want to do the best work, they respected me mutually and that just made my work so much better.
1: That's really interesting that you bring that up because it's happened to me as well. And it was kind of around the time where I was not charging enough for my work and a couple people had said to me that Mm -hmm. I needed to. And I had a friend who wasn't, Really a friend yet? She kind of just interested in my work, and she said she wanted a custom skateboard for me. And I told her how much it was, and she literally texted me and was like, "No, that's not happening." And then a little bit later, I had probably fifty percent more than what I charged mm-hmm. in, in my account, and I that was really that was really special. That's and it's, cool. Yeah, I when totally someone does that, that you I I knew you then.
0: Um, yes, I remember when that happened,
1: and that was really special and probably that point on I probably never charged less for that service than she had paid me I probably and I know I know I never charged less than that and I only increased it from there
0: yes yes and it's still like coming in you know um one of my other business owner friends because we're talking a lot about professional relationships turning personal and then personal turning professional like when you're giving your friends or whatever um one of my other business owner friends she said that like when she books people for weddings, because she's in the wedding industry as well—not for photography, but for another service—she's like, I kind of forget when it's my friends to like send them contracts or to send them like the timeline, etc. When if it was just like someone I didn't know, I'd be really trying to impress them. Um, and she's like, because I was like, oh hey, like, did you get to meet up with Susie or whoever? You know, are you guys gonna be working together for her wedding? And she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't send her that thing. I totally forgot because I'm gonna see her on Tuesday, so I just feel like you know we're touching base all the time but you're not touching base professionally so you have to really remember with your friends as well to like be on top of your professionalism and I do the same thing all the time and I'm sure that you know it Paige like when I take pictures of my friends it takes me so long to send them photos when we're just like doing them for fun I'm like oh my god I have to send those pictures to you because I kind of just like, like oh but I see you all the time and blah blah I'm like oh wait but I have to like give my service professionally out there so you, you do have to remember like To be professional first in professional ways. And then – do you have anything to say on that because I'm moving on to another topic? Mm, No. Okay. And then when you are like becoming friends with somebody but you still have this like a really majority of your relationship is professional, you can't just like wow out and let loose and do crazy things with them because like those things will definitely reflect on your professional relationship. So like thankfully, I don't even know what it would be like if I drank because I feel like I'm a little crazy – anyway when I go out because I love to dance. But if I, – and I go out dancing with people who um, I have a professional relationship with, I can't imagine what would happen if I were to like drink and be cray-cray. I feel like it would be so horrible.
1: I wish we had another voice on this podcast to weigh in on this topic and t- share their experiences because I do drink, but I really don't ever go, go – Yeah. I don't go nuts. And if I did have quite a few, it would probably be with my friends or my boyfriend, you know, for a special occasion or something. I just don't, I'm just not that person, you know? It's not even like I'm limiting myself in that situation. I just, it wouldn't happen, you know? Right. Yes. And I don't even want to have more than two, you know? (laughs) So it's hard for us to give advice on this. I'd be curious to know.
0: Yeah, I've been watch. I've been thinking about this because I've been watching the Kardashians as we discussed before we started recording. Um, I've been crocheting up a storm for Christmas gifts, and so I've just been kicking back, watching season ten of the Kardashians all day long. Um, and Scott is still around in the show. I don't think in real life. I think they broke up in real life, right? They're not together right oh, now? Oh, you
1: haven't gotten that far in the new season. Oh my right God, then. no, I'm
0: so far behind. I'm like a year, I'm like in January 2014 or oh, something. Oh,
1: because the new episodes have been airing every Sunday right now and it's it's caught up to what's happening. Oh, like, but it's I don't kind of like of he's in the house and then he's not. You'll see.
0: <gasps> this is stressful. So anyway. <laughs> He has a um, professional relationship with Kris Jenner because he books this, like, club appearance with her. Do you remember this? Yes. And then he goes and gets totally shwasted, which is obviously an issue that most of us do not struggle with because he's clearly messed up in other ways. Um, but it was so interesting to be like, they have a personal relationship because that's his mother-in-law kind of. And so he sp- – and he booked her on this appointment. I can't believe we're, like, analyzing the Kardashians right now. And so it's all spoke- applicable. But it's so applicable. And he's supposed to be there, and like, he has to put the personal side. He's not just partying with his mother in law. He's like there to be the person, like her manager. I don't really know how it works, the one who booked it. And he just like loses his stuff. And she's like, dude, I can't ever do this with you again. Like, oh, and she was
1: also really vulnerable in the situation because she was making a club appearance and she didn't really want to. Yes. And I'm pretty sure like Chloe or Kim was like, mom, what are you doing? Yeah, don't do this. Why are you doing this? But she, so she really wanted Scott as her comfort blanket to yes. a security blanket excuse me but yeah, yeah she wanted him there to help her out and then she just felt so awkward because she was in this yeah. club with all these young people and and then I think he like spilled her his drink all over yes. her
0: and like hit her head or something it was such a cluster mess man and also her boyfriend's like 20 years old
1: <laughs> it's actually really interesting yeah that's also inter- really interesting that um You bring that up because I watched a really old episode when Mm -hmm. she's been their manager forever. And there was one episode where she double booked stuff. And uh, Courtney had this photo shoot where she felt really vulnerable. She was doing a nude shoot and they wanted Mm -hmm. to cut her bangs or something. And she didn't want bangs. And Kris Jenner had double booked herself. So she was in San Diego with Kim at Comic-Con. Because Um, this was like, this was like old school Kim Kardashian. mm -hmm. She was, she was in a movie with Carmen Electra or something. And it was kind of like a Comic-Con sort of vibe. Okay. And, you know, Courtney was calling her pissed. Like, I know you're my mom, but you're also my manager. Like, this is unprofessional. Like, I I would have fired you
0: at that point. Yes, totally. And this happens. Oh, my gosh. I have so much to say about this. This is so funny. Scott and Courtney also, Courtney started working for Scott to do like interior decorating. Do you remember this? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And what they're like driving to go to the thing and to go, to go like pick out furniture. And she's like, oh, let's stop at this Froyo place, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm not stopping at this Froyo place. Like we're on a deadline. Like you're my, like you are my interior decorator. I'm paying you to do this. And and he's like, I, it was just, I can't, I actually don't know who I agree with on this point. I don't either
1: because I watched that. He was so aggressive in that situation. The woman Me. just wanted some fro I'm pretty sure she was pregnant. So she should have gotten she's whatever fine. she wanted. Yes. And then it would have been really cute. Like, they, I think she had said, it would be so cute, like, husband and wife couple doing yeah. interior design. I'm like, well, at that point, there's a reason that you're working together, husband and wife. So you should just, like, let down the boundaries and let it Seriously. happen.
0: Yeah. And she – and then he was like, you also have to, like, stop all the time and pump. And she was like, if – she's like, it would not be okay if I was working for someone else. And I to- I came home to you and told you I got fired because I just stopped. stop and breast pump like you would not be okay with that and so there's such like a weird like professional personal thing going on in that Kardashian family like all over I can think of 12 other examples but I don't know if our people want to hear about it all the day
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know if you're not a fan sorry but these are really applicable we try to make it as fair as possible um yeah yeah, actually uh, the most recent episode she said or maybe it was an interview with Khloe Kardashian Khloe Kardashian is my favorite she's Uh, the bomb what she's the bomb She's a bomb. So there was an interview and she said, I love working with my family. I actually can't imagine not working with them. I'm sure because they, I can see that. They are so freaking famous that I'm sure it's overwhelming to not be around your family. And I would want to try myself with my family too. I have so many thoughts about the Kardashians. I just think it would be, I know like their lifestyle is easy, but like when you watch videos of them or I've like follow Kylie on Snapchat. When you mm-hmm. see how famous they are and people screaming at them all the time and, like, they will Snapchat the paparazzi taking photos of them or, like, Funny. teenagers, like, running after their car. I'm like, that looks so overwhelming. They're also so, never alone. Like, they don't look like they ever have any
0: yeah downtime. Like downtime. It's just, like, we I need know. need to do a full episode on the Kardashians. I'm not kidding.
1: Oh, my God. Basically, it's becoming one right now. But <laughs> I know that their lifestyle is very easy. Don't let me, like, get that wrong. Like, they're living the life. But right. I can also see the downfall that comes comes with it. Basically point of the story was surrounding yourself with family in that situation sounds like a good thing.
0: Yes, yes. And I see that it could be like you know, I can go back and forth, but it's really just being able to like do what works for you for works for you and for the other person and like blurring those lines in a way that like works for you guys professionally and personally. And and sometimes you are having to decide which one is more important you know, if you guys are like friends foremost, if you're, um, or if you're professional foremost, and with Scott and Courtney, he was like, look, this is affecting our our relationship. And I don't want to do the professional part. The professional part is not a priority for 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 him.
1: I guess it was fair. He said, you know, I'm just not interested in this, even though he was being too aggressive with the whole thing, but it was fair. And so that's, that's what we want you guys to take away is that you, you are the end decision maker on all of it really, but professionalism counts.
0: Agreed. So agreed. So today we we're we talked a lot about this and a lot of this has to deal with people, with facers, but it's also the same thing that happens with, with people that you're working with online. And remembering that the online community, especially in the creative community, is also very small. So everyone kind of knows everyone, um, so it's still not a place where you can feel comfortable to, to be a gossipy person or say something bad because you wouldn't want to do that anyway. And to be professional, you still have appointments with people online. And you can definitely still build friendships with people online as well, um, just like I do with, with Jen Carrington. And so this is definitely the same things can apply to the relationships that we're building online, but it just is a little bit more applicable with local businesses because we see people every day and can really build friendships with them. So there, we definitely encourage a little bit of blurring the line between personal and professional, but these are just some things to remember when that happens.
1: Wonderful! In fact, I'm about to run out and meet my trainer, who has also become my client. So so wonderful. See? See how that happens? And before we go, of course, we are really enjoying reading the reviews um, from you guys that you are leaving us on iTunes. We really appreciate it because we've been mentioning this like almost every episode, and it's really cool to see that new reviews come in each week.
0: Yeah. So thank you guys so much. I'm going to read one. Okay. I want to read this one because I really love it. Okay, I love listening to these two young entrepreneurs broadcast their ideas and strategies to running their businesses. The podcast is not only very informative, but these two have me busting up laughing in each of the first few episodes. Listen along to Space to Face podcast for a range that includes lessons from lumps and bumps these two have taken to anecdotes and the amazing success stories they both become. Paige and Asia are inspirational for online traditional entrepreneurs, young and old. Dude, this could be Like this is like a uh, um, sales pitch. This oh is great. Thanks, be emotional friend. Emotional
1: a little bit. That was so nice. <laughs> There, there's also another I'm like this is too much for me we're getting close to the holidays I'm just gonna be a mess you're emotional I'm I'm just always nostalgic and like happy <laughs> um I, I want to read this one other review because I know it is from my friend Suze Ford she's so sweet um I talk to Suze like every week on Skype and um she hadn't had a chance to listen to the podcast yet so it's cool to see that she finally
0: had a chance listen to, to listen and, and you has been let- on the Spark Lounge
1: yeah, we did. Well, I met Susan um a different podcast, in the Being Boss podcast Facebook group. Yes, okay. Group. Yeah, yeah. And then she was in the Spark Lounge also.
0: Cool.
1: Um. So, yeah, online friend who's become a good friend. She yes. is someone who we're not even that professional with each other anymore. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Have you guys ever purchased from each other?
1: Um, I intended to, but we're going to
0: do a trade. Awesome. So we
1: both have greeting cards right now, so we're going to do a little trade. Oh, that's so that cool. Oh, I want to really buy fun. those.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll put a link to those in the show notes for sure because they're
1: Ah, adorable. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So Sue says, shine on girls. (laughs) Asia and Paige are such a light in the creative entrepreneurial community. Everyone is trying to find their way balancing online and community. This podcast touches on a subject that so many people struggle with. They give amazing advice that can be implemented immediately. These two are young and destined to do so many great things. Listen closely to these two and take notes. Keep being the amazing examples that you both are. Love. That's so nice. It's so nice. I really want to have her on the show because she is a great example of face-to-face also. I love this idea. She's been doing a lot of local stuff lately, especially with the holidays. Like, she's doing Mm -hmm. a gallery show in collaboration with other people.
0: Mm -hmm. It's awesome. That's so cool. And we're definitely going to be having interviews Um, In the next year, so yeah,
1: I don't know how much we've mentioned that. Um, Asia and I have been really trying to maintain our work-life balance. You guys know that's important to us as business owners. It's a huge part of, you know, our message and everything. So Mm -hmm. we've been like, okay, for the rest of the holiday season, we're just gonna record, Mm -hmm. you know, keep it low key, so that we can spend time with our families and do all the fun holiday stuff. But in 2016, we have already been lining up some interviews that are incredible some of them like I can't even believe are gonna happen
0: I know I'm really excited about it
1: so it's gonna be amazing
0: we're gonna learn a lot and we have a lot to share with you guys and I think that um with what we're talking about it's something different that we haven't heard from these people before and so as much as there are people who are big and we hear a lot from this is gonna be a totally different topic that we're talking about with them and it's gonna be so great so I'm really excited about it
1: We have one guest who sent me a list of all of her different topic ideas of what she could Mm -hmm. speak about, and I didn't know anything about all of them. So I'm really excited. Like, we're going to be learning ourselves. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will, too.
0: I'm excited. So excited. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Happy Thanksgiving week. We are so grateful for this podcast, for each other, and our friendversary. Happy friendversary, yeah. And yes. for you guys for listening. We really appreciate all the reviews and the ratings that we're giving and just you guys listening and being a part of this face-to-face community with us.
1: Yeah. We hope you guys have a wonderful time with your families. Definitely Mm -hmm. take some time to relax like we encourage. And I know so many entrepreneurs are amazing at practicing gratitude. So Mm -hmm. keep that practice up this week and we will talk to you in our next episode next week. Yes. Until then, I am sending you guys all the positive and creative vibes your way.
0: And we hope you have a fabulous freaking week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Space to Face, brought to you by Asia Croson and Paige Poppy. To find out more about us and get episodes delivered straight to your inbox each week, please check out our website at spacetoface.com. Until our next episode, we hope you'll apply what you've learned today to nurture both the online and face-to-face aspects of your business. And until then, we thank you and we will see you in our next one.